Buckle up, Billy! Welcome to the Buckle Up, Billy podcast. I'm your host, Tank. I'm your host, Nikki. I'm your sound designer slash mixer, <laughs> Chase. <laughs> he is also your host. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, first of all, this is our very first episode. We're super excited, right? Yep. I mean, let's well, just... It's been in the works for about a year or so. Yeah, like we've been planning on this shit for a little bit. So we're very excited to do our very first episode. Uh, we hope every anyone listening is enjoying it. Yes, we hope Ooh, you're, are we going to do the, the, the NBR? The, the, the smooth sounds of simple jazz coming from you from WKRP Cincinnati. Anyway, uh, so... <laughs> we, had, we had to figure out, um, like, 20 minutes before recording this, how to, like... The idea that we had set, the microphones we were going to use, the space we were going to use, everything that we had lined up fell through at the last moment because I didn't plan anything out like I was supposed to. So yeah. fucking well, things falling apart typically is is how this podcast is definitely going to go. So oh, I think that falls on thing. But our first topic today uh, was record store day. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And exclusive release today. We got to talk about it. The new clipping album. So Chase and I were outside of our record store at like two thirty a.m. Sitting there were a couple of. Uh, Couple brain, of schmucks, couple brainlets in front of us who had some very interesting ideas about Playboy Cardi uh, that I don't agree with, and they were there for like I don't know Billie Eilish and yeah, they were there since Tyler. like ten p.m. And last Billie's, night. Billy's great. Yeah. I don't look down on anyone that got that release, but they, you know, they weren't clipping fans, nothing like that. And the record that we got, there were only four um, available at our store, and it's one of like the weirdest, most interesting releases that I've seen in a while. It's limited to 500. Right? Yeah, yeah, limited to 500. That's incredible. There, were, what, there was four, and there were three there, three of you there, and you guys got three of them. Uh-huh. Like All but one you got that existed in we that were, store. And they weren't cheap. We were number no. four, five, and six. There were about $60, I want to say? 60 yeah. $60, bucks. yeah. That's incredible. It's amazing. Well, I mean, it's definitely going to be more expensive than that very soon, though. I yeah, mean, some of the ones that we were looking at, one of our friends is uh, scalping these records because he's got very low moral standards. And something that he bought for like $20 is already 10 hours later worth like 300 I think. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Uh, but let's talk about the album itself. Like, we listened to it. We listened to... We, we it's didn't, a, it's we double live, right? Double live, yeah. Yeah, but it, it is insanely ethereal yeah and it it feels like something you hear i, I don't know as you're being like water tortured by the, <laughs> by the taliban it's i mean it's it's insane and yet it's like incredibly artistic right? I, was, I was sitting right next to the speakers and it was really loud and i hadn't slept in like 36 hours at that point and there's just like these scratches and screeches and you hear like echoes of people's voices and there's yeah. nothing to grab onto and it yeah. was like a hellscape. <laughs> and there's also people working underneath our, where we were at our house. So Oh yeah, there are people <laughs> walking around under our feet from like 8 a.m. on. Yeah. Putting in like ventilation and stuff. And the, the insane, like we had moments where we weren't sure if something was on the album or if they were the guys working underneath us. And, of yeah. course, you guys were sleep-deprived, so that didn't help any. It was all blurring together. Yeah. Clipping's yeah. Because I got there, what, group, at like though. 7.30 or so? When yeah, I got there. Yeah. Man, you came in clutch with that food, man. <laughs> That's right. Fucking. Well, you know, uh, Mama Tank always said breakfast is the most important part of the day. <laughs> uh so this uh, this record came out, I think like three days after Clipping announced that they're putting out a sequel to their horror album from last year, which is now called uh, Visions of Bodies Being Burned. Yeah. I, I read so I don't know if I was tripping, but I'm pretty sure I saw that Clive Barker is involved with yeah. the music in some way. Or as yeah, some kind of influence. Actual genius, Clyde Barker. I mean, yeah. Hellraiser and Hellraiser 2 are some of the most phenomenal horror films. Oh, epit- epitome well, of horror. The sure. sound in those as well. I forget the name of the composer, but those are two of the yeah, best. Yeah, it, absolutely. It's incredible. The, um, well, it's like, well, we all agree. We've agreed several times. Hellraiser 2 is the superior film. I think it is. I mean. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I agree. It's, as our idiot friend once put it, Hellraiser is scary, but... Hellraiser 2 says, look at all of these things that are also interesting. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, 
Um, the second half of the film is one of like the most freewheeling, like create the fucking production design. It's, oh, it's coming incredible. from. I mean, the first one's got the cool like Cenobite stuff, yeah. and it's got like hints yeah. at this other realm. And then the second one, they just go full out into like this exploration of these yeah. different it's like, images and themes. It's crazy. It's like Escher meets Geiger. It's incredible. Yeah. Like, it's 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 some insane shit in that I, film. I think of it as like the closest portrayal to like a Lovecraft kind of. Yeah, thing exactly. That it's very Lovecraftian. Oh man, and what a racist like, that guy though. Wow, well, yeah, obviously <laughs> the biggest xenophobe of all time. Yeah. He was. He's also a big fan of Eugen- and eugenics. He was yep. also a big, pro, you know, like a supporter of eugenics, I which is like that. a horrific thing. But uh, <laughs> incredibly horrific. <laughs> oh, so I was, we transferred from film horror to real world horror. <laughs> yeah, that's terrifying. But uh, no, seriously though. But how are you an incredible film? But back to the clippings with uh, the last time there existed an addiction to blood. Was inspired by Carpenter's. Music. Yeah, it's and very car. And now this one uh, is nothing is be- safe. Is like it's a carpenter film yeah. in song form, nothing. And I, I, I think like I described their existing edition of blood um, to Chase uh, the other day. We were talking about it, and I said like it it goes beyond music. It becomes this like cinematic experience yeah. that you go through when you're listening to the album, and it just like it it transcends genre. It transcends like everything. Like a lot of people would call it like hardcore, but it's even like I wouldn't even call it hard because like hardcore. Hard, hardcore is more kitschy, I think. It, like, it's more kitschy. It's more literal. Yeah. Whereas like thematically, mm-hmm. there exists an addiction to blood is terrifying. It's genuinely scary when you listen well, to it because like, it's real world shit. Like it, it's, it, like the show it's horror of the world. Yeah, like mm-hmm. my favorite track on the album is the show, mm-hmm. and it's terrifying because it's about red rooms, which is like real things, but. Have you seen the fucking... Oh, my God. There's a Japanese film called Red Room. Yeah. Have you heard of that or have you seen that? Yeah, I've heard... It's been on my list forever. Dude, it's a crazy-ass movie where it's, like, these four people uh, sitting in a room... A red room, believe it or not, around a table. And there's, like, a guy outside and he is paying each of them. He says, like, I will pay you this many thousands of dollars to turn to the person on your left and, like, cut off the tip of their finger. And he's paying them to sit here and mutilate each other. And it's yeah. like the last one standing gets all of the money. And it's in that kind of like weird fucking men behind the sun, martyrs kind of space that we like so much. Yeah. Where it's just, just sickening, like grotesque. Wow, yeah. martyrs. That's that's martyrs. when you drop. Just going to name drop martyrs. Like, and, we, and like it behind, didn't emotionally devastate every one of us and, when we and saw men it. Behind, behind the sun. sun you can't just casually drop it. Like men behind not. the sun is... Like, it's not even, like, literally, it's not really a horror film, but it is one of the most terrifying things you can see because it's actual historical horror that existed, that was, like, yeah. committed. Scenes of that movie still haunts me. <laughs> I think it haunts all of us. I mean, there's, oh. there, I, don't, I don't know if I even, like, want to describe some of the things that we've, yeah. we, we saw. Uh, anyway, Men Behind the Sun is, it, it's a, it's a, it's an incredible experience, but I, I'm not just going to, like, recommend that film to a casual film no. viewer. I mean... I've reached the point where I fall asleep watching that movie. It's kind of like my, like, soft go-to-bed kind of film. <laughs> it's just like, it's, you know... I'm sitting in my row with a little glass of Chardonnay and I'm just yeah, settling down with... holding a human head. Watching a man be forcefully uh, prolapsed yeah. 25 feet out onto the floor. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's fine, though. It's cute. You know, it's... Yeah. Casual viewing experience. Well... If uh, Nikki here ends up on the news, I think we're all, <laughs> none of us will be really yeah. surprised. I'm going to uh, end up hosting my own Red Room. <laughs> yeah, we're going to turn this studio into a Red I Room. I will pay you $50,000 to cut off the nose of the man next to you. I will pay you $2. <laughs> I will pay you $10,000 to give me a hug and hold my hand. <laughs> I'm actually lonely. I'm very lonely. I'm very lonely. I'm dying. <laughs> Uh, no, it's, uh, yeah, Men Behind the Sun, it, it, that was, that was well, a very to give a brief experience. description of the film, it is about the Japanese invasion of China and the subjugation of experiments on the local population. Yeah. Yeah. And they apply, like, what do they call them? The, there's a name that they give them where they take away their designation as human beings and they're using them just like the same as the last. Yeah. The film famously has, um... A real 
sequence of um a boy's chest being cut open like a dead it's, child it's an actual it's an it's op- actual autopsy photo yeah, yeah. it's uh it's very visceral his heart is removed from his chest it's crazy. yeah and and uh there was a was it, it was a brackage film that was an autopsy yeah the, the active scene with one's yeah the active, which is a very artistic tender version of one it doesn't necessarily feel like you're watching something disturbing i don't see it as being time yeah i mean to me it's like so emotionally removed that it becomes yeah. not disturbing not disturbing because it's but, not played for exploitation or shock it's well i suppose like, that yeah that's probably know? a better way of putting it. but in men behind the sun it's not handled that way it's very like well there you're grimy. watching experiments it's like yeah it's like the you know they like they reach in they pull his organs and the way they like it's it's like they're like horrifying it is brutal because i mean it's not a it's a kid that you see kind of spread throughout with because the kid interacts with yeah the, he's actually now it's important to note the, that they didn't actually murder the actor yeah. it's a separate footage of an yeah. autopsy uh cut with scenes of the actor so you know it, anyone does see it, at least be it's it's take some kids, solace in that whatever it's the solace kids you can. interaction with boys i would say boys because i only i'd say they're 16 uh, they're teenagers definitely yeah. they're they're very young do you guys remember the episode of johnny test where susan and mary are performing like these human experiments on we're, bling boy and they we're definitely going to get to we're we're going to get to johnny test in a bit that's the johnny that's test be men whole... behind the sun crossover episode <laughs> I, I thought an underrated piece of media. Uh, my, the, the worst part of it is they do all this to this kid, and they don't even give him the opportunity to juju on the beat, and that's in and of itself a travesty. Yeah. <laughs> There's no juju on the beat at all, and it's ridiculous. And he's never taught how to. He's not. Eat. Yeah, he's never taught how to duggy. His dying wish. His dying wish <laughs> was ignored. Teach me how to duggy, and then they cut him open, and he never gets to learn. Um, all right, so uh, moving on, uh, some more news. Uh, something I'm very excited about. I don't know about you. Uh, the Batman trailer. Matt Reeves' uh, DC fandom just drops the Batman trailer, and I don't. Uh, well, obviously he was going to give us something. Yeah, but uh, I didn't uh, expect any. I re- I thought there would be like some behind the scenes, some behind the scenes thing, maybe a, a, like the costume on display or something for people to you know for people to you, get a good look at. Or you explained to me that uh, only twenty five percent of the film is yeah completed 25%. because because COVID has slowed down the production of the thing so much. That it's supposed to were, resume at the beginning of uh, September. That they were able to cut together a trailer with that limited footage and it was as incredible and intense as I mean it's almost like I mean it's almost like a microfilm which is what these trailer houses do and it it makes me wary it really does because DC films uh always have great trailers they always have great fucking tra- like the suicide squad trailer was phenomenal when it came out it was so good that you guys remember they um they had the trailer house that edited the trailer just edit the rest of the film which yeah. is why that film's such a disaster because it's just made to be like a trailer. Yeah. It's like a music video, but it's not. It's not even like, you know, like a real feature narrative film. It's it's a trailer that's extended to like True. two and a half hours. That, that shows you the frame of mind that you need to be in because this is a completely different frame of mind when you're editing like a three minute thing versus thing a feature versus length like, film. Yeah, at least well. Now in forty five now, and that, that is very good uh, to counter that point. Though it just, it just makes me nervous, though you know. Cause and they, and, and they I put out great trailers. They have, they sure. have. However, to counter that point, Joker trailer was re- was really good, and the film was also yeah very impressive. Honestly, because it's gotten so like associated with this incel shit that like when when I saw the Joker, I don't like think I, that's I, even represented in the film. I didn't it, I didn't it, it, view it as being like an incel. Or no, well, that, well, that's what I was getting to. Was like the fact that like the trailer looked great. Don't get me wrong, but I knew because of like the way that they have co-opted like Heath Ledger's Joker, and like I was nervous going into this film that I was going to see another. I was just going to see like a rehash of the Heath Ledger stuff, yeah. and I was like, I don't, you know, I don't need to see this again. I was like, well, I'm going to go see it because you know why the hell not? But and 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 we Chase, you and I saw it together. Yes. And when I walked in the theater, my, I was like, "Damn!" I was yeah. like, "I'm not gonna like this movie at all." That's and, how I was very begrudging. Yeah, and when I when I walked out, I was like, "I can't believe it!" I, that was a really well done movie. As like, we were I walking really enjoyed in, it. As like we were palette, walking into the, it, yeah. Palette. As we were walking into it, I was like, 
it's no doubt it's gonna be a, an amazingly beautiful film. It's gonna be shot beautifully. The sound design is gonna be amazing. But other than the that, the score was great. The I yeah, have no the, idea what the score for Joker is awesome. Yeah, it's really yeah great. she did an incredible job. Um, props I, to her. That was the last. I think that was the last Hollywood film that I watched, at least in theaters. I don't think that I went to see. Although, when did that come out? Was that back in November? That was last. last, last I guess I saw Uncut Gems after that. Would you? Would you? I mean, I mean, I guess technically A twenty four is Hollywood, but it's like very. I mean, at least okay. I'll say a major studio film. Yeah, definitely. definitely yeah. yeah, that was. Mm, uh, the last major studio film I saw was Ford versus Ferrari. How I didn't hear a fucking thing about that. Look, if you're a car person, there's a lot of great car shit in it, but. Like as a film, it's not necessarily like the, it just look like middle brow, like nothing. Yeah, it, it's not like like it's not bad. Like it's not poorly made. Technically, it's fine. Like I mean, but if you're just saying but it's not. You know, there's nothing just, like special about it. If it's just fine and it's passable and it's like fucking okay, I watched it and it doesn't stick with you. To me, that's a hundred times worse than being bad. Like I would much rather watch a bad film because they're at least genuine. Because I mean, to make something really bad, I think that you have to at least put effort in and just be misguided. Well, I think sometimes like, like films, just technical proficiency is not anything. No, but I mean like a technical a film that's fine is I, I like it's good in a situation like when I saw it, I saw it with my dad and my mom. You know, and it was a film that they were excited about, and you know, no, it it wasn't like special, but it was a reason for us to like spend some time together, and yeah. you know, so you know that was fine because like you know, not everybody. You know, feels this, and I agree with you actually that I think there's some bad films that stand in my head more, and I enjoy watching them more than I do films that are passable. Like, would would you rather watch like fucking Showgirls or like Goodwill Hunting? Like, like Showgirls is like a beautiful, horrible thing that is is just so fucking misguided, but it has so much passion and effort. And then a, a film like Goodwill Hunting, which has this reputation as like a good film for Middle America, it's like this very fucking. You know, unimpressive thing. There's, there's just well, no. Pattern. There are impressive moments in Goodwill Hunting, like Robin Williams's performance. I mean, that's fine. I mean, that, that that's what I'm saying. So there are things about Goodwill Hunting that, are, and again, it you know, it, it, I think it depends. Like, it's not so much the film itself; it's like your viewing experience of the film. I have a VHS has a lot of to do with it. because there's some brilliant films that I know are objectively good that I didn't enjoy watching for different scenarios. Like we talked about when we, when we watched Wings of Desire. I, did, I ended up not enjoying my viewing of the film at all because I was exhausted. You know, I hadn't slept at all. Yeah, you, got, you got to rewatch that one. Though. I do. I do need to rewatch have it. Have you seen that, Chase? No, I have not. I've rewatched that. moments of it and I appreciated it more. So I do need to just sit and, and like watch the film. That's like but, one of the main mm, canon like big art house films. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it's good. It's I re- I think it's really good. Yeah. Speaking on that, the first time I ever saw E.T. Oh my God. All the way through. Oh, that's, what, well, that movie... What about it? So, I had been up 14 hours. We we had watched seven films already. Well, yeah, it's important. There's this thing uh, that we attended. It was like a 24-hour film marathon. And it's, you know, 12 movies. And, yeah, we we had watched. Like, it was... It was was like 10 or 11, the the E.T. Was it it the last... It was it, the last. It may have been. I think it was the last film we watched. Oh, well, yeah. either way, though, it was a horrifying experience because, and I don't mean horrifying as in like cool, like like a, a horror film. Like horrifying as in, I, like I wanted to blow my brains out. And Chase, <laughs> God bless him, like you were what, miserable. What's the experience? Oh, it's awful. <laughs> Because, you know, everybody, you grow up hearing, it's like, oh, E.T. is so great. But you've never seen it before? I had never seen it before. Oh, my God. There's a lot of things he hasn't seen that's weird. But anyway. I've seen a lot of, like, highbrow, like, intelligent films. And I have not, I haven't even, I haven't seen the full Shining movie. I have not seen that movie. But I've seen fucking (laughs) Men Behind the Sun and Martyrs and. Yeah. (laughs) Guinea Pig 2. Guinea Pig 2. Which is weird because we worked our way up to those kinds of films. I like know. we started out, and both of us started out watching like you know dumb shit Hollywood films. I and then, but I always like I always hated shit like that. I never got the Conjuring. I never got the people liking that. I never got. Well, by like, the time the Conjuring, insidious came out, I was paranormal an adult, activity, so. like 
All that shit. That's what was in vogue when I was I in could, high school. I could I see the it. original paranormal activity. The first because one. It yeah. was a new experience. It was a it new was type of cinema. It was something different. Well, it wasn't even new. It was the thing, though. They just marketed it that way. Yeah. Because really, it was the same. It like, was a good guerrilla marketing strategy. The though. guerrilla marketing strategy. The marketing strategy. It was just the Blair Witch what, strategy, though. Yeah, but it was the same thing. But it yeah. just hadn't happened in a certain amount of time that people remember. Oh, this yeah. is fresh. Isn't it Cloverfield? I actually like the second and, one. You guys ever see Paranormal you Activity know, 2? Yeah. I, 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 I have I like unfortunately watched all of them. I, I don't know why. I have no excuse. Yeah, I've watched terrible. all of them multiple times. Oh my god, <laughs> they're really bad. It's because <laughs> it's just something that I put on when I'm like I'm going to sleep. I'm like, all right, I'll just put this on. I mean, I, I I've seen I I haven't seen any of them more than once, but I have seen all of the films, and I can tell you the first two the, the first ones are the second one is actually. Pretty is like a decent. I like film. it. Like it's actually pretty good. It is, but definitely but better than the first one. It's like sure. Saw Two is really good. Yeah, Saw Two is, is even really as they good. get worse. I think Saw Two is like fucking. I, I think Saw Two is definitely the top of the. That's just like that. the most high octane, like fully. Into yeah. The, well, wait, hold, run this back because I'm really curious to hear about the experience of watching it. Oh yeah, oh, we keep God. running off from that. <laughs> so we had already watched a couple films that were just like god-awful for that kind of situation. Mm. It, they're not really marathon movies, for sure, because I don't know if it was that year or not, but they had... Uh, no, it wasn't that year, but the second year we went, yeah. they had Heathers. Not a great movie. Awful. Uh, I fucking hate Heathers. Yeah. 500 Days of Summer. Awful. awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to like that one, but yeah. It's really bad, actually. Yeah. Uh, Legally Blonde. Awful, super homophobic. Very homophobic. <laughs> Dude, it fucking actually is. <laughs> like, she notices a man is gay because he recognizes a shoe brand, which is, like, very homo... Like, extremely homophobic. You know what I didn't see until I was, like, fucking 20 and it's the most homophobic movie ever that I always heard was, like, super fun and, like, all these guys, like, love is fucking Con Air. Have you guys seen Con Air? I have yeah. not seen Con Air. Yeah, Dude, Nicholas Con Cage. Air is the most homophobic shit I've ever seen in my life. It's, like, shocking to sit through. And everyone's just, like, cheering and clapping. It's fucking wild. But anyway, they, but they put some weird movies in that in that. Mean marathon. Girls? Mean Girls was also in that but one. Was it, like, the wrestler part of a, the, the a year, marathon? Yeah, the first one. The the first that's first a great one. film. That's a weird place to showcase that. It was that actually, like, 1 a.m.? It was actually in the perfect place, in my was opinion. Was it? Yes. That was the most optimal place in that whole thing. Because what they did was they had and then they played Hot Rod right after. So you got this like breath of relief from oh, all the tension. That, it's really funny, but it's a huge relief from The Wrestler. Because yeah. The Wrestler's devastating. And it affects me personally because I yeah. it's a family situation that that film touches on that like... Yeah. That's one of the like... Because I'm not like an extremely emotional person. But like watching that film, I was like, I was literally like sobbing because yeah. it like it genuinely touched on some personal stuff for yeah. me. But it's it's really good. I love the wrestler, I um, and also it, like, I, you know, I grew, I'm a professional wrestling fan. I have been my whole life. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I have a Goldberg T-shirt that I wear pretty regularly. Mm. <laughs> but uh, but no, yeah, the wrestler is actually it, also, it's a really good movie. You also go to the local. Uh, I like that picture. Semi semi pro, yeah. Wrestling, yeah. I've done the semi uh, in um, in uh, Gibsonville, which is uh, right around the Burlington area. Yeah, it's actually just outside in North of Carolina. In, in North, North Carolina, Carolina yes. yeah. Um, we, uh, me and my dad would go to these like wrestling shows. There was the CWF. They don't exist any. Um, they've unfortunately had to sit. They basically, I'm not sure exactly what happened, but I believe they, you know, they just couldn't do it anymore. People, I think they ran out of money. They may have ran out of money. People get busy. There's a million things for th- for things. But for a while there, me and my dad were going like almost every weekend. I, I like I would visit my family, and uh, we would, and there's it's great because like it's not like WWE level. But they're putting in ten times the effort that those WWE yeah, guys. Are. I mean, they're they're really going for it in every single. And I got to where we would go so often that the wrestlers and the, they all knew us, and the wrestlers would like bounce off of like Which I, we is would. Super fun. Yeah, we like yell things. I remember one time it was a guy named um, uh, I'll choose his professional name Eric Royal, uh, and he um, I got to know, you know uh, talk to him pretty regularly. Really great guy, but uh, he plays what's known as a heel. 
in professional wrestling were the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the it's good. they're all thespians. Yeah, they really are. They're athletes and actors. Yeah. And it's, it's it's really it's interesting. It's, been, it's an interesting mix. But I've he, he looked these, at me. I've been watching these documentaries yeah. recently about um, the like contemporary Japanese. World yeah. of professional wrestling. Do you guys know anything? About yeah, it? yeah. It's, they have their whole. It's they, an incredible. Scene. The Japan Pro Wrestling. I, yeah. I've watched JPW. The, the yeah. New Japan. New Japan. JPW. Yeah. Yeah. What, where where is it that the Bullet Club is? That's like the big like heel yeah. faction in Japan. I'm watching some of this shit and the level of long form. Um, storytelling that's going on where these guys live as their fucking personas yeah, no. and this is shit that can go for eight years and it's relationships that develop between yeah. the guys that real life things change between them and they adapt that into the storytelling man like I, I never watched wrestling when I was growing up and I never understood what it was until like yeah. um, my my friend Devin and I got like one of the WWE like games on PS4 one year yeah. and we were doing like the my campaign we were like yo this shit's really fucking interesting <laughs> I never thought it was like this yeah dude it's like costumes and like uh, these crazy signature moves it's like one dude's throwing the destructo disc you've got the fucking spirit bomb and, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and then yeah. there's just like a fucking luchador guy and then this dude's a demon sometimes i don't know like, it's great it's well, awesome see, like, I, see, I, it's I grew up so seriously see, I, I grew up on the w I, I i can remember when WWE first one wwe was wwf and yeah and it, and it was and the one what was the one where wcw that was the one i i that's what rick flair was yes uh, rick yeah. flair goldberg was yeah. there there was a huge because Hulk Hogan moved from the WWF to WCW and became a heel. He became I, a bad guy. I read this they, paper about yeah. like how fucking like publicly aggressive these two like companies were against each other. It was like a Coke, Pepsi, Nike, Adidas thing. Where like yeah, wrestlers so, would be moving back and forth every yeah. other week, and it that to would give, be built to into give you, the storylines too. Yeah, to give you like a little bit of background. It's fascinating. So, um, McMahon. Starts. He's a genius. He's got to be one of the greatest business geniuses of all time. Professional wrestling, it was like all these little micro ones. There was your Mid-Atlantic Conference. There was your AWL. There's all these little mini things like all over the country. They each had their own turf. And the rule was you didn't poach on anybody else's turf. Mm. It was almost like a game thing. It's really interesting. And that's how Ric Flair got started. He was in the the Mid-Atlantic, I believe. Um, in Charlotte, actually, uh, he's billed. He was billed as he's actually from Wisconsin. I'm pretty sure, but he's billed as coming from Charlotte. Oh, I didn't and know uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, Ric Flair um, was was a part. Of, so McMahon has this idea that well, I'm going to bring all these. Con- I'm going to pick the best out of each one. So he breaks that rule first off, uh, but he he creates the WWF. Well, Ted Turner, millionaire. This media mongol sees what sees what, what did. He's just doing. like oh. I've got the money. I can take that, and I can go ham on these motherfuckers. Yeah. Like he, he does, he does too. Because hard like, as a motherfucker on these motherfuckers. Yeah. So he, so he gets, he gets Ric Flair, the Nature Boy himself. Woo! You know, Ric Flair, yeah. um, which my was always my dad's favorite. Like I, I, we went to a wrestling convention one time, and they had some of Ric Flair's robes. That you could put it on and take pictures in. And I have like a picture of my dad in like the robe, like doing like. The, it's really funny. It's, fu- it's so fucking yeah. cool too with him, like how how these guys uh, break into different aspects of pop culture. Like, yeah, it really is like fucking real life Dragon Ball Z. Like rappers talk so, about these the guys Migos. the same way yeah. they talk about fucking like yeah, Migos. It's like Denzel Curry fucking mentioning like the Spear Bomber, like Goku. In a rap song, they do the yeah. same thing where they're With wrestlers, wrestlers like Ric Flair. They're they're but, real life superheroes. Yeah, That's well, cool. and then and then and they've also like in other like a lot of professional wrestlers have gone on to become like huge superstars. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson, obviously, being obviously, the biggest yes, example yeah. that we know of, but John Cena too. John Cena, especially. Like, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin has do that. Stone Goldberg Cold. even has done some acting. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Who, who's the guy? What is Kane? Is there a dude Kane that works Kane. in some of the? In some of like the slasher films, am I thinking of the right guy? Yeah, like Kane. Kane yeah, Kane. He, he yeah. did the he slasher played, films. He played um, Jason at one point. No, 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 no. It was um. One of the wrestlers, Kane Hodder, who was Kane a different Hodder. person. Kane Hodder, who That's played not... Jason. But no, Professor Wrestler Kane. He wasn't a horror movie. I cannot remember the name of it. Save my life. Uh, <laughs> I did just get those signups. Yeah. That is a different guy altogether. <laughs> He's like playing this killer that's like, you're a sinner and kill somebody. Yeah. It, it was like one of those sort of B movies, but it was, you know, it made money, obviously. But uh, WWE mean, has, has always, like, yeah. but um, so what happened with, with uh, Turner, he yeah, creates yeah. WCW. Then they have something called uh, the Monday Night Wars. So WWF has Raw. 
which is still going to this day. I watched a documentary about this yeah. shit too. Um, which is the the toys that made us talk about it when they talk about wrestling toys. Oh, I got to see that. That's a great show, by the way, on Netflix. Yeah, very fascinating docu series. This TV on, show, it's toys that made us. Yeah, the toys that made us. Yeah, each episode goes into like the history of a different GI Joe. Yeah, uh, Barbie, Star Wars, Star figures, Wars figures, Teenage Star Ninja Trek, He Man, the new Star one? Trek. Yeah, they, they, they do, they do the Star Trek. He Man was very fast. Yeah, but so little, they do have one that's on My Little Pony, Barbie Lego. Yeah. Lego gets one that's really interesting. Teenage um, Mutant Ninja Turtles. Power Rangers. There's a Power Rangers episode that I love. Um, I really would love to see like the history of like Dragon Ball Z toys because some of, some of those old DBZ figures. Well, I mean, there's that a good shit ch- is so cool. There, there's a good chance that it'll get an episode at some yeah. point. I got it. But anyway, uh, so so back to the wrestling thing, and uh, so WWF had Raw. Then WCW had uh, Nitro, and they were both at the same slot on Monday nights. They called it the Monday Night Wars. And I can tell you, hands down, my family, me and my dad, we were watching WCW Nitro. Yeah. And they were beating WWF in ratings. But Ted Turner ends up, like, he goes bankrupt. or There's a financial situation, and he ends up selling WCW to McMahon. Yes. So even though they lost in the ratings... WWF gets declared the Monday Night Wars winner because they're still around and WCW's not. Well, I'm probably, and I mean, I, you know, obviously history is written by the victors, but I never watched any of this stuff. I knew who Vince McMahon was. I don't know this other guy that you're talking I've Ted got Turner. to assume, I've got to assume, I've, I've heard from a lot of people that McMahon is just one of the best most charismatic, interesting businessman. You think? Well, that, he he he's done I things in a way. He's why they he's stuck been, around. Uh, it's not just that. It's like he has always found a way to endure, even when he's losing and change the game. And, and I've, I've the seen game. him and, like in the matches well, see, and shit, like getting his ass beat like, up. He, there, like, he's the one that revealed that it was fake. They didn't yeah. know for there were decades. No one knew wrestling was fake. Mm. They were not uh, to the point like there was a, a plane crash that a lot of the wrestlers were in, and they had to move them to different hospitals, the good guys and the bad guys, yeah. so that the fans wouldn't know that they were playing characters. That's how dedicated. They were. In fact, one Mister Wrestling was a guy. He broke his back in the plane crash. And the next week was wrestling on the show. Oh, wow. So that they wouldn't know that he was on the plane with the bad guys. It's like secret healed. identities. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it, well, he had a mask anyway, but he's like wrestling and throwing himself on the floor with a broken back. Mm. So it's like incredible. Like the amount that these the, – the, the things that these guys put their bodies let's, through. Yeah, let's just talk about the physicality of it. Yeah, yeah I mean, just, we're way off topic, but let's just. I mean, I think that's okay. This, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm interested. In this <laughs> Look, we, we talk about what we feel like talking about. Yeah, that's how fuck this off goes. About it, you yeah, fucking little Nancy. <laughs> well, that's that's dislike uh, the video. Uh, no, no, uh, the views are <laughs> not are not representative. <laughs> don't, don't tell your friends. Don't fucking come back and watch next. Here week. at here at, here at Buckle Up Billy Productions. We do not necessarily agree with some of the views represent uh, <laughs> by, 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 uh, by Nikki here. Uh, the, yeah, he's not. Um, we fired him. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't exist. He doesn't exist you anymore. You know, I, I did. Canceled. I didn't think I'd make it 30 minutes through one episode, so I'm, I'm, I'm okay. If it's even been 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, um, but the physicality. It's incredible. Yes. I can't imagine the regiments that these Actually, guys. You made it. You blood. made it. Yeah, actual these, blood. Yeah, these well, guys they show that they, in the wrestler. In the like, wrestler, they talk about they're like hiding the razor blades and cutting themselves. Like that's something that was done. Mm. And um, and sometimes like a lot of I wrestlers. I that, that film is actually very indexical in how it shows. Yeah, well, you know, Mickey Rourke actually cut himself. Jesus. For that shot, because he wanted to do it. That's like one it's of actually the best done. fucking like late career renaissance. Mickey Rourke. But well, no, just just that performance, like just yeah. by an actor who fucking vanished. For 30, you know, not 30 years, yeah, like, like 10, 15 like, years. Yeah, and then shows up and just gives a just incredible performance. Yeah. Yeah. It is incredible. Ladies, it, it's like, amazing. But I don't I don't know the regiments that these guys have you to could, go through. You can compare it to uh, Keanu Reeves with John Wick. Oh, totally. It's like a huge career it's revival. Ven- it was a renaissance of his career, yeah. for sure. Well, Travolta um, with, with Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, yeah. was a similar thing. There's interesting shit. Like fucking Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems. Just happened. That's well, you see, know, like Adam he, Sandler's been sprinkling great performances he, here and there. Anyway, you know, Adam Sandler's one of the greatest. Was it Punch Drunk Love? Punch Drunk Love. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rain over me. Funny he's people. Good in. Funny, funny people. people is yeah. Great. 
But Uncut Gems is... Uncut Gems is fire. You're seeing him in a way like I've never seen him in anything. And he plays this so. You know what? There's one other one that he's great in. It's um, Noah Baumbach picture, uh, the Meyerowitz stories. Yes, the Meyerowitz stories. Yeah, it's actually really awesome. Um, Back to wrestling. Back to wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get ready to rumble! Wrestling. Just the... The amount of effort they have to actually wrestle and do it safely while looking like they're getting really... Well, they do get hurt. They do get hurt. But just the like, just the commitment they was have to it, make to certain moves is just incredible. There was an accident that happened like back in, this is in the 80s. It was a two... Greg the Heart Valentine, who was like a heel, you know, he was a bad guy. And Chief Wahoo McDaniel, which is what they call a face. He's the hero, yeah, the yeah, good yeah, guy. Yeah. And the, it went wrong, and Greg accidentally broke McDaniel's leg. Oh my god! But I bet they, the dude kept on going though. They they well not only but not only that but they brought it into the storyline. Greg uh, Valentine would walk around with a T shirt like after that match, be like, "I broke Wahoo's leg." It's like living art. It's yeah, fucking fascinating. The adaptability that those stories have is incredible. Yeah, I want to. The ability to just, like, transfer on, like, a turn of the heel is just... It's crazy. It's, you know what it reminds me of is, like, the fucking South Park writers with their seven-day writing cycle. Yeah. Well, they they don't do it anymore, but everyone knows back in, like, I think think probably, like, the first 17 seasons of South Park. Yeah. The Trey and Matt in their writer's room would conceive of, write, animate, produce, and release an episode on a seven-day... Uh, yeah, uh, cycle so that they could stay up to yeah. date with the news. That way, it's always topical. That has to be the same way that these wrestling guys are doing it, where they're saying, "Okay, what just happened? How did the audience react to it? What were the ratings like? We got to move this guy around. This guy's fucking injured. He's out in you know Kalamazoo, whatever." Yeah. And then it's weird because they have to put out the action figures. They have to put out the games. They have to put out all this tie-in material. Yeah, it's crazy how much these guys are thinking on the fly, man. It's so it's so reactive. It's like uh, yeah. Also, it's like a, a manga author. Like if you work for Shonen Jump in Japan, if you're if you're a Shonen yeah. author, you are on a seven day cycle. Whereas like here, we have monthly comic release cycles, right? Yeah. For the month, correct me if I'm, I'm sure there's some bi monthly. I, I think there are a couple bi monthly, but, but mostly usually it's a monthly. You, it's a monthly you, cycle. You have your winter comics release Wednesdays. Usually. Is that right? Okay. You have your Wednesday once a month that you put it out. And that's still tough because the American, you know, like like a a single issue of something's, what do you say, like 30 to 35 pages. That's something that you've got a pen. You got to write pen, ink, color, uh, do the line work, do the uh, the text. The text is added into it. Then they take it, they run it through. They they've got to, then they got to put the ads in it. Yeah. Then they put the you know the Market cover. Market it out. And, and, and now a common thing in comics is they do the uh, huh, common thing in comics. They, <laughs> you think you're fucking funny? Yeah, I am hilarious. Um, no, one of the things that they do now is they have like variant covers are like super yeah. common. Like the, every comic now will have well, like, it's like how the Funko pops like you know like Greg Ru- version you get yeah. at fucking Walmart one at CVS. Yeah, Greg Ruka does the does a variant cover for this. Year issue of Detective Comics, and Jim Lee did one for this issue of, you know, Action Comics, and you've got, like, you remember how fucking popular the Scotty Young variant covers were? Yeah. Is that the guy who does, like, the little chibi versions? Yeah, Scotty Young. I I used to be really into uh, Marvel Comics back when I was in high school, and he would have a fucking variant of every big issue that came out. It would be a version of whatever, you know, it's X-Men, it's Deadpool comic, it's Captain America, it's, uh, they're doing some scroll thing. And he does, like, these chibi drawings. Yeah. I would get, like, these... Avid comic book collector here. Huge comic book fan here. Chase, you are, um, too. You know. Well, yeah. Avid I, or not? I, I, I dabble. You yeah. read more comics than me these days, though. I think you're more caught up on any I haven't read a comic in forever. The yeah. last we we went to a comic store like last year and you got like a cool like uh, like a fantasy yeah kind of thing that the guys yeah. did that end up being any it, that was it was, okay. it was it was really good it was but, an image comic yeah, yeah I, it was really good but I read Never like the later up. reviews yeah. of it and it just said Shit like the story off. was just like yeah really drawing out because it was like really dynamic in the beginning because essentially. A kid gets like brought into like a like a fantasy world where he's like the hero. He yeah. has to defeat the demon, but and then he comes back to Earth 
to save the world, supposedly. And it turns out that he was actually, like, con- being controlled by the main bad guy. So people, so the people think he's a hero, but he's not really. Yeah. And in my opinion, they revealed that Trist way too soon. Mm -hmm. They could have like played it out more. What was it? I can't remember. I just put the man on the spot like that. What? Oh shit! I'm sorry. There, there are so many image comics like that though that start off with like an incredible volume one, and then it just never. I have a first printing of Spawn number one. Oh, dude, Spawn falls off. After. I know it's like the, Spawn is like it's amazing like, for the first ten volumes, and then it's like I, it's like it's like the whole decade of the '90s. Spawn is just hitting on every cylinder. Yep. Then you get to like 2003, and they're just like, I mean, we just we're, we're tossing. It's just about the toys at that point. It's just about the toys. Which don't get me wrong, McFarlane, McFarlane toys is incredible. Yeah. Uh, I'm you know when I was a kid, I was a huge fan of the uh, the film. The, the Spawn. The live, oh, live, not like live yeah. action Oh, one? now I, I realize, yeah, it's just not really. I, Who, however. That's not, that's not Michael Jai White. Who yeah, that is. It's Michael Jai White. Yeah. yeah, but that in, in the film, yeah, that's Michael Jai. And uh, the clown. The Violator. Yeah, the Violator. It was John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo, yeah. But that's to, funny, too. It's uh, weird casting. There's a lot of weird things. Martin Sheen is in it. Yeah. Yeah, and... But you know, and it kind of fell flat. I mean, it, I don't think it was the right time maybe to make it. I don't think they were ready for it. The technology wasn't. The technology there wasn't the there technology yet. Technology for sure. Because the cape there. looks fake. Like it clearly it looks. looks like yeah, like animated. However, the HBO animated yeah, series. Yeah, that's fire. That is. I finally awesome. watched that. I like that. It's really good. Uh, so you know, Spawn had like it had its moment. Um, supposedly there's been a reboot in the works that is going to be directed by McFarlane. It's going to be a horror film, whatever. It's going to be out of the eyes of the cops. And he, <laughs> no, that's real. Really? Out of the detectives. Yeah. Well, this is at least, they've been kicking this shit around for eight years yeah. now, right? So the thing that used to be attached to this, they had Jamie Foxx attached yeah. to play, uh, Spawn. And the film was going to take place out of the eyes of the two main detectives yeah. that are like the side characters in the thing. And Spawn was going to be a guy that you just saw in the background shot. And they're always coming up to, like, the aftermath of his encounters. And there are going to be events from the comics, but you're seeing it from these detectives. And yeah. he's, like, he's like this shadowy figure. Which sounds really interesting. That is yeah. a really cool perspective. But it's to... been cooking so long. I don't know dude, if they're dude, ever going to finish it. It's been in development hell. It's like, it's like that. It's the fucking He-Man movie that McGee was attached to. Oh, it's the fucking... I'm uh, glad that one didn't happen. The, the, I've been Boy. hearing about this fucking Akira... Uh, I could, uh, it was it Jordan Peele was Jordan Peele for a while then Taika Waititi has he dropped off on it too or is he still planning on it I fucking pray to god he dropped off I, I, yeah can we just I, like if one thing came from COVID and it ended up being yeah Taika Waititi not directing Akira I am I will take every fucking it is wow like I am not a fan of Taika Waititi I hate him dude I like it's it's like I, I thought all, I, I think I, all his movies are trash. Yeah, and I, I know like a lot of people really like it, but I cannot get with Thor Ragnarok. I don't like I, that shit. It's too funny. It's it's too much of a comedy. It's too, yeah, it, so but yet it's movies not have funny. Yeah, it's trying to be funny. It's not. There, it's like every joke fails. There's a really, part where not. like fucking Tessa Thompson is walking like in slow motion downstairs, and her hair is moving, and it's got like this volume. <laughs> fucking music and then she falls down because she's and drunk. then and then it cuts away and then she's like i'm okay and it's like jesus that's the most fucking played out yeah joke ever it's like the character falls and says i'm okay it's not yeah it's not anything interesting it's yeah. a johnny test joke well all right let's i mean how long are we gonna dance no okay I, i'm not ready for johnny test <laughs> okay so but let's, we, you know, we, we do gotta bring it back though insert him we unless gotta, you're ready to talk to him that's gotta be the rule here i insert johnny test in all around <laughs> johnny test is love johnny test is life <laughs> but to, to go to bring us back on yeah. track with this shit the cycle of these things, especially like what you're talking about in this period of wrestling, where yeah. they have guys going back and forth, they have this weekly Monday night thing. This like Japan Shonen Jump writers yeah. have one week to put out new issues. They and have to do it every as well, week on actual paper. They have to have, they have to ink it. They have to yes. like write, they have the storyboard, yeah. and then someone has to like write the text. And... But you know what? It's sort of similar to 
Um, soap operas. Soap operas yeah. come on every day. It's kind of like what they fucking do with Johnny Tess, too. It <laughs> kind of reminds me of that. All right, so are we ready? Wait, to... are soap operas actually every day? Yeah, yes. A good chunk of them. I like never watched Days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives. It's so, it's so weird that that's the first one you mentioned. <laughs> that's the only one I've ever watched any like large amount of because my mother loved it forever. And I saw a lot of it for a good was chunk good? of my life. No. No. <laughs> what do you mean was it's, it fucking good? No, they're not. Yeah, it was fucking beautiful. I, you know, that's, it's sort of the weird thing about them. But when it, the interesting thing about them, too, they build every day. Yeah. Like they keep it together and they will they will talk about things that aired 30 years ago and they're still like they've they've tied into it. They haven't forgotten it. They haven't like let it go. It's all canon and they they <laughs> my my um they don't they, they follow their own rules like so tightly. I don't know if you guys ever heard th- this term for it, but my nana, God rest her soul, wonderful old Italian woman. Used to, she couldn't, like, remember jack shit. You're Italian? Oh, fuck off. Um, yeah, it's funny. Um, my Nana couldn't remember shit. She had, like, her, her mind was very much going at the end. But every day, I would, like, come home from school back when she lived with us, like, before she passed. Right. And I would go in her room. She had, like, this little fucking box TV. And she'd be like, hey, Nikki, what's up? I'd be like, nothing. What are you doing? She's like, I'm watching my stories. Yeah, she said, "I'm watching my stories." Yeah, and this woman could not remember the fucking you know face of her dead husband, but she could tell you what these motherfuckers did five years ago on like a certain day. She's like, "Yeah, of course, that's when the evil twin came in." What do you think? I'm not committed to this. No, see, that's, <laughs> see, that's Catherine's ex-husband. Yeah, exactly. Seven years ago, he left Catherine. You idiot! Man. They sold the oil business back in '92. Yeah, come on. I remember it. It was we September 28th, 1992. I'll never forget. I was eating it. a bowl of fucking porridge. All right, my sister was ironing something. The cat was running yeah. around, and they sold the business on me. <laughs> And what, I was like, what time wait, I've never forgotten. I've never forgotten it. I've never forgave. But what did your husband think of it? My who now? My, what? <laughs> the what? Yeah. Okay, goodbye, Marcus. Oh, my, my name is Nick. <laughs> I'm, your, I'm your grandson. Yeah. Uh, um, it's it's Nicky. It's, it's the Nick name. Dave. It's the name. Oh my God. If you, uh, if you uh, care to uh, pay attention. Uh, <laughs> I'm not one of her stories. Well, uh... <laughs> I get it though, dude. Yeah. I fucking get it because I can tell you every single goddamn name of every Bionicle they ever put out, what year they came out. I know every Game of Thrones character. I know all the fucking Dragon Ball guys. And the What's your favorite movies? era of Bionicle? Oh my god, the Rakshi. I'd well, say- no, no, no. Okay, I like the Rakshi. I like the Bow Rock, and then I really like the um, the underwater one, dude. Yeah, I like the. You guys like remember the, the underwater one? Was it, I like the Mata. I think it was like the, the Mata Nui. Yeah, the, the Mata Nui. That was like the OG. Yeah, the OG. That was the second the one. That's a new. You talking when the when the kids got like the Toa Mask and they became like the big? Yeah, like, Mata Nui was that's, my. That's yeah. fire. Do you guys I, ever watch those films? Yeah. They don't hold They're, up. No, they do. Do they really? They are so desperate I saw to YouTube be Lord of the guess, Rings. But... They literally are just Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Every fucking beat. It's Lord of the Rings. It's amazing. It's great. Better than Lord of the Rings. I remember when it was like the Golden Mask. Yeah, that dude. Was like, I remember when that aired on Cartoon Network. Yeah, And dude. just like sitting there and my parents like, like they were like, oh, dinner's ready. And I'm just like. All right, uh, and I'm like eating dinner, like looking around. And Carter's like, "What are you waiting for? That movie to come on? Yeah. Is the dead like, waiting for that damn mask movie to come <laughs> on?" And like, I'm gonna, I'm a, I'm a, bring something to life inside of your mind. You guys remember? I can remember. I can close my eyes and see it. The fucking Bionicle commercial for the underwater ones, where it had fucking that Evanescent song in it yeah. to fucking bring me to life and they're like going and shooting squids at each other it like pauses and it's like shoot, wake me up <laughs> and then it's just wild. and me and my friends are sitting there with their little fucking balls of cereal and I'm like this is the best shit I've ever seen they I put the to, greatest song in existence I in have it. to download <laughs> this song I have to buy the figures I have mom we're going to Target pull up iTunes <laughs> I remember the first time I heard the song was in the uh. The Ben Daredevil. Affleck Daredevil yeah. movie. She's like training to kick Daredevil's ass, and it's wake just like, yeah, wake me up. 
fucking song? Mom, can I use LimeWire? Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, can I, can I get, oh my god. Nowadays, these kids are fucking, I remember my but old, what, they're buying V-Bucks with their mom's credit card? Yeah, I remember my older Fall sister. Fall guys, kudos. And this may show my age, but I remember my older sister, uh, her first car. Buddy, this whole conversation 16. is showing your age. Yeah. <laughs> the WWF uh, history lesson. <laughs> yeah, all right, fair enough. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm 27. All oh, right. Jesus. How uh, does that feel to say? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, who knows, right? Look, we can't uh, all be young Turks like me. Yeah, well, look, you're young whipper, snapper. <laughs> uh, but I remember my older sister, when she got her first car, the car um, only had a cassette player. I remember these. I remember these. And uh, so, but, you know, everyone was listening to CDs. So she had one of those adapters of the cassette that had the cord the, the coming oxygen. out. Of it. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. He plugged into your little we had one of those portable CD card. player. And you spun your CD. And I remember Evanescence. But they loved, was uh, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC. Yeah. Like, we listened to all of that shit. I'm a big, I'm a big Sugar Ray guy. Yeah. You guys fuck with Sugar Ray? Who like, doesn't like, I mean. Sh- fucking Sugar I'm, Ray? You just like name drop the greatest band? I'm sorry. Are we talking about Mark McGrath or are we fucking jerking? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, what are we doing here? Um, Bader. Yeah. Bader. Every morning there's a halo hanging from the corner of my girlfriend's four post bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's classic. I, we can't sing any more of it. Oh, we just got claimed, by the way. Yeah, we just got claimed. That was oh god. We can't we can't say any more due to legal reasons. That's as much as we can sing. The two um, pennies we're making off of this just got fucking claimed by yeah. <laughs> Mark McGrath. He got it. Fuck yeah. yeah. Dude. I remember watching a YouTube video where it's like Google as a guy, a college humor, and they have like all these people asking weird questions, and Mark McGrath walks in, he goes, Sugar Ray ironically cool yet? And he, Google's just like, I'm sorry, I got nothing. He's like, ah, oh, bummer. And then he pulls out a thing of lotion to masturbate. He's like, oh big God. booty Indian goddess. <laughs> I want to put the minds of all of our listeners at ease real quick. Um you should all know that Mark McGrath's tips are still frosted. They, <laughs> they, are, they, they are, are still are frosted still in frosted. He was in Sharknado. He was. One of the Sharknado wow. movies. And his tips are still fucking frosted in all right. them. Light, like, lightning round. Uh, Mark McGrath versus Scott Stapp. Uh, oh, now, you going to put me Sugar Ray versus Creed? <laughs> as, as I'm sitting here with wild arms wide open. Wild card, yeah. Fred Durst. Fred Durst. All right, well, immediately Fred Durst is at the bottom, okay? Fred he, Durst kicks shit. I he did not him. invent rap rock. That needs to be stated here immediately. <laughs> like, he's a liar. Okay, who did? Uh, well, there's uh, a few contingencies. Uh, uh, well, you do have uh, the Run DMC, Aerosmith, re, uh, Walk This Way. That's right. I mean, Beastie that's Boys really or early Beastie Boys. Yeah. And but I, I would say probably the ones that really like meshed it the fir- would uh, be Faith No More with Epic. Epic by Faith No More. Yeah, right over my head. Oh, it's it's awesome, and it like it, it's like it's like it's like hip hop and metal, and it's like a really great fuse of it. Um, if you have yeah, if you guys haven't even heard it, you got to give it a listen. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, we can't good. play it because we don't have any money. <laughs> so, I mean, I've got a little money. I mean, you got a few nickels rolling around in there <laughs> in the back. Yeah, well, we nickels in the back. We'll do what GameStop does and just you know, yeah. Oh, you got the arm, the right arm of the Colossus of Rhodes, dude. I always thought that GameStop got a bad yeah. fucking rap. They do, know, they, but I it's bought a lot do, of, but I bought a lot of <laughs> Wii U games with like shitty PS2 games that I never played that I traded. But I saw today we saw this at Silent Hill Two is like four hundred dollars for a copy on PS2. Yeah. So which means you just can't play Silent Hill 2 anymore unless you have fucking guap or you emulate it. <laughs> like those are yeah, those are those are, those are the two you, options. You, you popped the P when you said guap. You popped the guap. Guap. Yeah, so I I, I want to play Silent Hill. Peter Piper. Alright, I want Oh, that's true though. No, video like, you can't like play older video games. You can't play Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Just not an option. You can't play Super Mario RPG. Not not they're fucking so expensive. Smash Melee is like a hundred. Well, I mean I guess if you like stumbled upon it in a family member's attic or something. Or your but, your other best bet is a goodwill. 
Goodwill. Mm, I've, fa- I've found flea some stuff. markets. Flea, flea, mar- yeah, flea markets. I have found garage some awesome sales. stuff in flea market. Garage yeah. sales. What did we, you get at flea market? You got like a you got a nice figure at a flea market. It's Robo, a Robo- 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 it was a vintage figure. Robocop figure. That's the shit. Yeah. It's and like incredible. Yeah, it was really lucky. It was actually the funny thing, it was made to promote the the Robocop television series. That's cool. That they did. But the figure itself has like references to both the films and the and the and the series. Mm-hmm. So like, so it's like this weird like Frankenstein. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a fucking hodgepodge. Goulash, yeah, whatever but it's like it's dope though because they have like uh, it's one of the few Robocop like very few figures that Robocop figures that actually has a removable helmet. Yeah, and you can see that. him without the helmet. Like, Is it Frank know, Weller? Uh. Or that's not his fucking name, Peter Weller. What's Peter it? Weller? Peter Weller. Who no, the fuck is Frank I mean, Weller? I mean, it might be. It, 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 what the per- fuck is his name? Peter Weller is Robocop. Is what the, am I thinking? Who's Frank Weller? Frank, just some Frank random dude. Welker is a voice actor. That's who I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah. Again, the synapses are just fucking. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but no, the, the figure is really cool. I'm, I'm trying um, my best. I mean, it's it's a figure made in the '90s, so it, you know it's it's just like a pretty like plain man's face. Like, I, it doesn't have any like special detail about I, it, but it does have a little dip in the forehead for the bullet hole. Yeah, which is interesting. It's really cool. But um, but yeah, and it, like the leg opens up for the holster to come mm. out, which is which is really cool. What a great touch! Yeah, and the data spike comes out of hey. one. Yeah, so hey. like it's got some neat stuff. I got it's there's a really sad thing about that figure though that really upsets me because when I got it I had everything the box was made in such a way that you could take the figure out but you still had the box and it didn't like damage it in any way and these cleaning people came to my apartment they threw away the box that's fucked up yeah all I have is I mean the figures all I'm together I'm honestly about to cry <laughs> no, that's really it's really up. messed it is they threw away the box to it, and they—that's right, yeah. And I had two twelve-inch GI Joe figures. They threw the box away for that too. That took off a lot of money from those, probably. Yeah, well, I mean, they're from like the two thousands where they oh, did the, okay. where they took the characters from a three and three quarter inch line. Yeah, they made it bigger, but made them in twelve inch. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited. I'm beatboxing. Uh, I swallowed my spit. Wow. Uh, I've got. I. I. I've, Just I've, embarrassed me on the I podcast. Have, I, have two, I have two questions for you guys. I want you to answer sincerely. They kind of go into each other. All, All right. right. I think these are good avenues for discussion. One. What is the uh, most amount of money that you would pay for a five foot ten, fully one to one figure of Homer J Simpson? <laughs> Fully posable, movable. Yeah. It's Homer J. I think they the, found a way to make the jump from two to three D look really fucking good. I think good. the issue that even if it's five foot ten, uh, Homer's like six six foot. Okay, fine. Okay. Six, then six foot. Fine. You know, rake me over the coals. <laughs> so a six foot Homer I mean, Simpson. Yeah, Mr. Simpsons. What are you doing? You don't even know I how know. tall Homer is. I gotta look up how tall Homer is. But how much would you? Pay it, this for is important that? to note. We have a figure of Superintendent Chalmers. We have a Superintendent Chalmers, yeah. and we have a life size uh, Robert Pattinson, and we have a cutout. Yeah. Cut out. How much um, would you pay? Be honest. Where's the thing? Like, I don't have money. So, are you saying I have all the money I could want for it? Is that a part it's of just, this? What do you think? He's exactly six feet tall. Yeah. You son of a bitch. <laughs> what, you He's think exactly I didn't know six how tall, feet tall. Homer, you know how Homer J. Simpson J. was? Yeah. I'm saying, okay, so assume that you had money. How much would you pay for that? Let's I mean, pretend we're not poor. Like we're not. Let's pretend we're not poor. We'll live in that fantasy land. Yeah, just for a moment. <laughs> the most I'd be willing to pay is like three thousand. Three thousand? Oh, I'm. I'd easily, especially if I'm like wealthy and I can't afford it. I'll. I'll go up to. I don't know, sixty, seventy grand. Easy. Holy shit! Yeah. For Homer J. As long as like. I mean, yeah. you're talking life size. Like full, like one to one replica. Andy gives you a reach around and makes it down. <laughs> oh, well, so, then it's a hundred thousand. I mean, what are you talking about? When you, when you come home, the house is clean. I don't want He's, a 90s cartoon icon to give me a reach around. Like, I want to preserve that beautiful image of them. 
I don't want them to filthy themselves by touching me. Well, I mean, he's not going to force it on you. I'm just saying he will if you ask. <laughs> no. It's, I like, a, it's an option. No, he not, doesn't I, have to do no, it. No, I'm not even talking about it. I'm talking about, like, for me, like, I, I wouldn't, you know. Are you I seriously telling me you don't want to have sex with children's cartoons? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is wrong? I know. So now I know your true in, colors come out. I know in our, like, now it's, like, really popular. And it's, like, a, to want to fuck cartoons. But I gotta say, and I, it's never employees. and the AT and T lady, um, <laughs> poor, poor, thing. poor that woman, poor thing. Oh my I, God. I don't even want to get that. That upsets me. I'm not even gonna say the phrase. I'm gonna no. We're just no, not, we're just gonna not. scoot right over M-M. that. M. <laughs> that's enough. It's that. too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. All right, that's a great. Uh, I think that's a great point yeah, to stop it. on. Um, so uh, since th- this is a perfect transition to it, uh, next week. We're going to be talking about animation, cartoons, our favorite cartoons, cartoons we don't like. And since we've teased it enough, we're going to be shit-talking some Johnny Test. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm not going to be shit-talking Johnny Test. I'm going to be venerating it. I'm going to put it up on a pedestal. It is one of the greatest Canadian cartoons ever made. And I think I have a case to make for it. Well, we know well, what? Well, we're definitely going to get into that. And at the end, me and Chase will beat Nick to death. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's all for us. Um, goodbye, Billy!